Faster Fluency Conversation Club podcast review week number two, top five keys to understanding native speaker speech. Welcome to the Faster Fluency Conversation Club podcast by Business English with Christina. The Faster Fluency Conversation Club takes place on Zoom and is a way for you to improve your fluency and confidence in English by talking about real-world topics. We meet for one hour every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, and we would love you to join us. If you want to practice your English, become more confident, and meet people just like you from all around the world and have guidance from my expert teachers and me, just click the link in the show notes. Our podcast listeners receive a 50% discount on the first month of membership with the discount code FFCC50. Come and join us today. Hey, everybody. I hope you are enjoying these uh, review lessons that we're putting together for you over the summer. And today I am with Linda. Linda, how are you doing today? Good. Yeah. Doing well, doing well. So yeah, thank thank you. you. Doing well. Yep, exactly. It's, uh, well, right now it's late June, but the time this podcast is coming out, it's early August. So I will be back from vacation by the time this comes out. Nice, relaxed, and ready to get back to work. Anyway, today we are doing a little work on helping everyone better understand native speakers or even, you know, advanced, very advanced speakers who speak very fast and use Mm -hmm. a lot of, let's say, connected speech and uh, things like that, that uh, are very, I'd say, characteristic of the way native speakers speak. And generally, that's what makes them hard to understand. Yes. And I want to say not just Americans. This is all native speakers. That's that's important too. Yes, exactly. Yeah. There's, there's, it's all native, all native speakers are exactly sometimes hard to understand. Right. So I guess maybe what would your first tip be to help? Yeah. So just this week and last week, I've been having a lot of conversations with my students about when there's two spoken vowel sounds that are right mm. next to each other, mm-hmm. whether it's two words that are next to each other, the end of one word, the beginning of the next word, or even just within one word, when mm. you have two vowel sounds that both must be pronounced, yeah. we have to add an extra sound to to make the link. Mm. And so it's going to be a Y or a W sound, sorry, yeah. Yeah. Or a wo. Mm-hmm. And this came up when I was a student was talking about she lived in the Caribbean and she said it just like Caribbean. Yeah. Maybe? And I and at first I didn't even understand her. And yeah. she said, but it's the same word in French as it is in English. Why don't you understand? Yeah. And I said, which it's always really frustrating when it's written in the same way. And you're like, and then it's like, that's what I said. And you're like, no, but the pronunciation was just a little off. And that can create real problems. Yeah. Exactly. So, and then she went, oh, yeah, 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 that's right. You told me last week when we were talking about idea and mm. ideal um, yeah. for both of those, because you have the E and the A that are both yeah. pronounced, you have to add the Y. Like and in so, Caribbean, there's exactly. that Y sound. Exactly. Yeah. Can you think of some other examples? Let's see. Some examples with the, the Y sound. Y or W. Um, yeah. Let me think. Maybe like uh, usual. Because at the end, you've got the U and the A. So there's usual, usual, there's a W sound there, usual. And then maybe in the word beautiful. So there's, again, there's that U sound at the beginning. And if you look at it just written, you might say it looks like beautiful or beautiful Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. something like that. 
And I think like that's such a common word that people learn very early. So they don't even think about the pronunciation. But if you listen to it, beautiful, there's a like this mysterious Y sound that just appears in there. So I, I feel like that one can be hidden a little bit because of the fact that sometimes the U sound is ooh, and sometimes mm. it's U. Like with cute, right? There's yeah. no Y in it, but it has a Y sound anyways. Yeah. So I think with beautiful, maybe you could think that that's the reason why, rather than realizing that it's probably because there's two vowels. Because there's a bunch of vowels squished together. More than two. (laughs) Exactly. But because there's just a a lot of vowels in there. And then, yeah, that's, yeah. So very interesting. So those examples are specifically with just one word, but it Mm. could even be when you have two words that are next to each other, like I ate. Yeah, like I ate. ate. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, very interesting. Or like I I owe, like I owe you money. Mm-hmm. Um, I owe, I owe, I owe. Yeah. It's like, I owe, I owe. Yeah. I owe you money. Interesting. Very interesting. I would say another maybe tip that, that sometimes it's like, if you see it written, but you wouldn't generally see this written, maybe that's why it's a problem. Um, but it's when you have a subject and the verb will, you know, I think we all, everyone, it's very easy to say like I'll for I will, or you'll for you will not so difficult. But then if you put like another subject with will, like the car and you say like the car will be ready, but in spoken English, it becomes the car will be ready. And then it just sounds like you're like the, what, I don't know that word Carl, or it sounds like a person. It sounds like a person. Yeah. And you're like, why are you saying the Carl, you know? And it's, yeah, the guy. Why do I care about the guy? (laughs) Exactly. And I don't know, be ready for, I don't know. But yeah. And so it can create this, this like, what was that, that word? I missed that key word in that, in that sentence. Or, you know, with like, if even if it's like the name of a person, like Carl will be ready or Linda will be here. Linda will be here. Linda will be here. That's if you're not aware of that, it can just sound like something totally foreign and and unknown. Yeah. So do you do you think we could do the same thing when we use a an ing for a subject? So something like like an activity like bicycling or swimming or Mm. yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cause you could be like, oh, uh, we're gonna go to the beach. Oh, swimming will be fun, you know. Exactly. Or oh yeah, bicycling will be fun. So you're hearing, and and the contracted will, it's really very, very subtle. If you go back and you listen to that. Bicycling. 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 Yeah. And it's because it's so subtle, because if you really try to pronounce it, like you, you get tripped up with it. Bicycling. That's absolutely what we say. Yeah. Bicycling will be fun. And it's yeah. so natural. Exactly. exactly. Unless you're, you're not aware of it and you're just like, I don't know what you just said. Yeah. All right. So. When we were brainstorming, you came up with another one and it's a good one. Yeah. So what would be an example of this one? What are you going to do tomorrow? Tomorrow. I'm going to be in Dijon all day. We <laughs> have uh, oral exams all day. Yeah. So yeah. Um, what, what are you, what are you going to do after? <laughs> Drive home an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and what are you going to do this weekend? Oh, I'm actually going to Vizul to watch one of my, um, my friends, her daughters are doing a show. I don't mm-hmm. know. What would you call it? So the spectacle, it's, it's the, um, yeah, I guess it's their show, their end of year show for their dance. Okay. Trip. Oh, nice. Okay. Like their dance recital. Exactly. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. 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 So, but it's more than a recital. It's oh, like, okay. it's like a, a show. Oh, it's absolutely a show. Yeah. Oh, okay. So they call it a gala or something like that. Okay. Like, 
It's it's a big to do. Okay. There's some good vocabulary. A big to do. Yeah, there you go. It's a big to do. There you go. Very <laughs> casual, very natural vocabulary. But I was gonna say if we if we're I don't know if you guys listening, if you caught the questions I was asking Linda, but it was always with like what are. So mm-hmm. what if like and then it was very often what are you going to do? So what yeah. are you gonna do? Exactly. Well, what are you gonna do this weekend? I'm I'm going running 25 kilometers in the mountains with a friend of mine. I don't know why I told him I would do that. Okay, um, so I'd rather be sitting in a chair watching yeah. the show. <laughs> I'd I'd rather be sitting in the chair watching a show as well. He's like, oh, let's go run up the mountains and we can run back down and then we can eat on the way down. And, and I was like, yeah, great. And then now I'm like, oh. So I'm you're running up and you're up. running down? We'll have to run up and then come back down, I think. So, yeah. I don't, I don't know if we're going to actually run up because I'm just not a good uphill runner. But anyway, so we're going to go up and then we're going to come back down. I feel like I have the same trouble going up the hills. And I don't know, like Mississippi is rather flat, right? It's super Wisconsin's, flat. Exactly. Wisconsin's flat. And I feel like part of it is that I never trained, never it's like to, to go up and down. It was like... Small, small hills. What yeah. we thought were hills are nothing here. And then you realized, <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah, no. Anyway, so. All right. Digressing, so, but getting back. What's another? The, let's see. We're up to number four. What's yeah. our number four key to understanding so, native speakers? The next one is the same two words being said in four different ways. <laughs> Fun. All right. So did you. Mm-hmm. We have two long versions and two short okay, versions. Okay, yeah. So, did you, did ya? Yeah. So, it becomes the j j j Did you, did you, yeah. Did you, did you. And then, did kind of get dropped, and we can say, ju, ja. Yeah. So, mm, either uh, one, yeah. Let's let's do all of the options with, did you eat? Okay, so like, jeet. Okay. Did you eat? Did you eat? Yeah. And and it's and that's interesting because it's almost like the you eat is like you're putting the emphasis on you like oh I I already ate lunch oh, did you eat yeah yeah so but that's part of it is that I found and trying to explain this to my mm. students is that we use each of these to change the question in a mm. way yeah so that like surprise or curiosity mm. or emphasis um, on the other yeah 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 exactly mm. did you eat yeah. Jeet? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's like it's like jeet is you're just kind of asking the question. Whereas like do you eat, you're you're maybe putting that emphasis and contrasting you with maybe like me or I don't know the kids or you know, the rest of yeah. the people in the office or something like that. Yeah. So, but then it was really interesting because as we were trying to come up with these, yeah. you had said in the south, you guys probably wouldn't say jeet. We say y'all. Exactly. Like did y'all, which y'all is the uh, contraction between you and all. So I guess the plural of you in the Southern part of the United States. And so we would say like, of course, if you're addressing several people, jolly yet. Exactly. Say, did you all yet? Which is, <laughs> which is incorrect English anyway. It should be, have um, you all say. eaten English? It, but uh, it's what we say. <laughs> yeah. Have you all eaten yet? But we say, did you eat? You know, did you eat exactly. yet? Jeet yet. And then in the South, jolly yet. Exactly. I have a friend here in Besançon. She also teaches. She's from Texas. She says that all the time. Exactly. Jal start yet? Jolly yeah. yet? Exactly. So yeah, the did definitely gets clipped off, let's say. Yeah. yeah. All right. And uh, speaking of clipping sounds, the fifth one I would mention is understanding can versus can't. 
Because when you say it like that, can, you hear this A sound, but when it's in a sentence in normal speech, it becomes more like can, there's the schwa sound in there. Well, and, and also this is one that has, since it's a diphthong, which yeah. you know, anyways, it makes two vowel sounds. We yeah. have that Y sound in there for Americans can. can. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. But when you're saying it fast. It can, drops off. It's just yeah, can. like you can do it. Yeah, exactly. You can do it if we slow that down, but we keep the same sounds. It's yep. not you can do it. It's you can do it, which can be very confusing because it's actually the negative can't where we actually pronounce the A sound more fully. So it's like, no, you can't do that mm-hmm. to say you cannot do that. But if you if you go back and listen again, you don't hear the T. Yep. Which I mean, this is just awful for people because it's like you hear you can't do that. And it sounds like, yes, you can do that. But it's no, you can't. can't. You can't, can't do it. You cannot do it. But I've had this discussion with some other situations where we yeah. talk about the T sound. And I think if it's just can, the N kind of drops off. It's not mm. an, an abrupt or like. Yeah. Exactly. Stop. Whereas when there's a T, that's when the breath stops, like the t- just like at the right. apostrophe almost. So yeah. I've had the discussion with the difference between way and yeah. wait. Mm, way, yeah. wait. Yeah. Way, wait. Wait. So can it kind of just slowly stops. Can. Yeah. Versus can't. Can. Can't. can't. Yeah. Because to make the T sound there, which of course we don't pronounce like you can't do mm-hmm. it. But to create the T sound, what happens is the the tongue, it blocks, it goes up against the, like the top of the mouth or the teeth mm-hmm. to stop the air, which means like you can't do it. And so that's when you get this little like blockage there. That is not and an when, easy when there's not a T, then the sound just kind of kind of goes. Stops. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it just kind of trickles away or, you know, kind of fades away. Exactly. But yeah. Okay. All right. So that was our top five. Any bonuses? I think we should give them a bonus. Give them a bonus. Um, With all of these, the other thing that I've been talking to my students about a lot is getting the syllable stress right. Mm. Sometimes it doesn't matter, but sometimes it really does. And when we were talking about the Caribbean, Mm. right? That was one in French, you say it rather flat. And so she just wasn't really hitting any syllable. Mm. And when I'm teaching this, I tend to just make fun of myself. It's always a good uh, way of teaching. <laughs> um, that's what I do. So the city that I live in, in French, we would say Besançon. Right. Okay. But if I say that word, or if my mom says that word, if I'm yeah. speaking in English, how do we say it? Besançon. <laughs> Besançon. Exactly. Right. <laughs> and it sounds like we're singing, but because that's where the word stress would go for yeah. a native speaker. The other example I have is Ratatouille. Mm-hmm. Ratatouille. Ratatouille. Okay. Yeah. So we would say ratatouille, ratatouille. Okay. Yeah. And that is what people say when they talk about the film, because that's where the word stress goes. Yeah. Right. So if we don't put the word stress in those spaces, people don't recognize that it's that word. Mm. Right. So my student, uh, a different student, not talking about the Caribbean, but a different one, we were talking about the Bahamas. So right. one of the problems was the H wasn't strong enough, Yeah. but also he wasn't putting that word stress on the huh of the ah, hama. Okay. And so I wasn't sure what he was saying at first. Then once I realized the H was missing and he wasn't stressing that sound, then I figured out what he was saying. And sometimes that word stress is just so important. It's just super important. It, 
people won't want to understand or I can't think of any right now, but there are some words where if you mean one thing, mm. the stress on the beginning. That's like record, another. like record, for example. Or record. Yeah, exactly. So like, oh, I'm going to listen to a vinyl record. Mm-hmm. Record. And then, oh, let's record this conversation. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So that it can change the meaning. Totally. Yep. Yeah, so no, very good. Very nice bonus there. Yeah. And maybe we'll give you guys a challenge just to find some other words that do that because there are lots of them in the English language that there if you, are. it's written the same, but if you change the syllable stress, it changes the meaning of the word challenge for all of you FFCC people out there. And I think that's a good place to end for today. Perfect. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Linda. And uh, see you soon. Sounds good. See you. Thank you for listening again this week. As a bonus for our listeners, we now offer the transcript of this episode for free so you can read after listening. Our goal is to help you improve all aspects of your English. And when you become a member of the Faster Fluency Conversation Club, each week you also get exercises on grammar, vocabulary, pronunciation, and more directly connected to the topic of the conversation each week. In addition to the daily speaking practice in the club, you'll also make friends around the world with professionals just like you, so you have fun learning and remember what you learned better. And because you listen to this podcast, you get a 50% discount on your first month of membership. Just use the code FFCC50. And if you'd like to join the club, The link for more details is in the show notes for this podcast. We hope to see you in the club.